got capped and the name that makes it happen No further introduction to the man that's worth cracking City's clapping for his relentless backing A vast against the former team that just went packing While they're slacking and other hosts are lacking He tells it like it is on issues that nobody's tackling While he's racking, the ones who keep on grappling The listeners some followers who get it keep on stacking Great friend and the type to set a trend President to see where haters with the men there's no pretend 17 years, he along with Pierce Entertaining Southern Kelly back by popular demand Intense for the listeners to resonate To the hottest topics of the day, check the resume While some local leaders seem to lack the unity My man uses his voice to do what's best for the community Westwood One, catch him on the sidelines Reporting live, what we later see in highlights No holds barred, just like on his timeline Sun filter podcast, no need to follow guidelines Meet any criteria, dropping bombs like Syria Touching down, all around, connected like Expedia Coming to your speakers live from the city, yo Bestie, welcome to the Scott Kaplan Media Great friends, just busting right into this radio studio to record this week's edition of the Scott Kaplan Solo Podcast and feeling on fire because last week with our Jim Nance interview, that was recorded in a busy hotel lobby and there was lots of commotion, but Jim and I were so zoned in on one another. And this week, more commotion, more mayhem. Um, What I've decided to do this week for the solo podcast is I was in Atlanta last week for Super Bowl 53 festivities. Many of you who listen to the podcast likely are Mighty 1090 listeners, so you heard much of our coverage last week. But what you might not have known is, is that while we're there on Radio Row, we're literally there all day long from 9 in the morning Eastern time till 6.30 Eastern time. I'm there all day just talking to everybody. And in talking to everybody, I'm putting it all on tape under the assumption that we're going to put it on the radio, but not everything makes it to the radio. And I'm really actually happy because I saved these two pieces of content specifically for the podcast. I recorded them as if we might use them on the radio just in case we would, but I really was thinking the entire time, these are pieces of content I'd prefer to save for the podcast. And here's why. The first guest that you're going to hear from this week is a guy named Dave Meltzer. And Dave Meltzer has been on the solo podcast before. He's got a huge following on Instagram. When he puts out a video on Instagram, it's immediately 10,000 views. He has become a business coach and uh, an entrepreneurial leader. And he actually, in a year and a half ago from where we're recording right now, literally 18 months ago, he was one of my early investors inside it. And so what we did this past week in Atlanta was not just go and do radio broadcasts and podcasts. We also were introducing the sided platform to all of my colleagues in the sports radio industry. And I've got to say, thank you so much to some of these guys who immediately jumped on. George Sedano from ESPN Los Angeles. My friend Sid Rosenberg from WABC New York City. My guys in Atlanta at 92.9 The Game who immediately jumped right into this. Um, And now I'm starting to recruit other influencers to provide content to the platform and then tweet that content. And we're watching our signups and we're watching our traffic just move up and up and up as we're getting ready to go back out on the streets and raise money. So such an exciting time right now. And the the Super Bowl stuff that you're about to hear, this is why I'm so excited because last week was a very invigorating time to be in the media industry in Atlanta, especially because we're not just there broadcasting, but we were also there really selling to influencers the concept that that Cited aims to to fix, which is that they can't get paid for their 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 online content via Twitter 
and users never get anything for their opinions. So a deeper conversation for another day. My point is only that this was an exciting week, and I think you'll hear the excitement. Dave Meltzer is my first guest on the solo podcast. Dave Meltzer is one of my favorites because, as you hear in the beginning of this, we talk about he gave me several little pearls of wisdom along the way. Um, One of them was, he said to me a long time ago, he said, Scott, you're not open to receiving. And I never really understood what that meant. I think you'll hear, I I tell him how much I appreciate that. One that he gave me last year was, uh, and this was quite interesting. He said, this was in the podcast. He said, the truth vibrates the fastest. And man, did that make an impact on my life as I really started to think about that. And one thing you'll hear Dave Meltzer talk about here is, being willing to ask for help. This is all the Dave Meltzer stuff. So somehow I went from Dave Meltzer into he's an investor inside it to now I'm bringing you right back. Okay, this is from Radio Row. It was recorded as if it might be on radio. So you'll hear the reintroduction of who the guest is because if you're driving down the road and you have no idea whose voice it is, you'll get very annoyed quickly. So you'll hear the reset within talking to Dave Meltzer from Radio Row, sponsors, etc. Dave Meltzer, I think you're really going to enjoy this and I'm glad I saved it for the solo podcast. We are back on Radio Row in Atlanta. Scott BR on the Mighty 1090 being brought to you by the Total Tea Clinic. Take the Total Tea Challenge with me. TotalTeaClinic.com. Get your testosterone levels checked for free. And as always, the legendary heritage advertiser, partner, and all-around great friend, Corky's Pest Control. 1-800-901-1102 for Corky's Pest Control. Okay. You never know who you're going to see on Radio Row. I'm happy to see this person every year. This guy is a native San Diegan, although I just recently saw him at the Rams-Cowboys game yes, a couple weeks ago, and I feel like you, you've kind of... i tell you why, though. I feel like you've been heading north. Dave Meltzer, who is one of my favorite follows on Instagram, and uh, Dave Meltzer, who I've talked about this in the past, has written the book Connected to Goodness and other books since... And so I'm just happy to see you, man, because you know there's two things, two things, Dave Meltzer, in my life that you've given me. One, the truth vibrates the fastest. I tell my kids all the time. And the reason is, is because I've tried to weave my way through little lies along the way, and, and then it just, it just makes a mess. Just tell the truth. A to B as fast as possible. And then, well, secondly... Well, I don't even remember now because now I got stuck on one. What's up, Dave Meltzer? How are you? I am doing fantastic. And, yeah, I am moving up north. I you know, do a lot of business coaching. One of the biggest compliments that I've gotten in my life is you, who I adore. I look up to. I've watched because I got into this industry from the other side, right? I was representing people, and I watched you on the show, listened to you for years, sideline stuff. And I said, that's the type of person I want to get. I went to the emotional side. And the interesting thing about you that I've seen grown is you're extremely truthful on the radio, right? You, there's no manipulation on the radio. You, you say like it is, and you and Scott, uh, BR always been that way. But in life, right, we both were kind of, you know, a little overselling back ends, a little manipulative, not great liars or cheats, but just the truth vibrates the fastest. Um, and you gave me a compliment. You said, Dave, because of my videos, like you watch my videos and follow me, that I help change your life for the better. And now, you know, the reason I came up north was I business coach CJ Anderson. 
And I saw a video the other day of you and C.J. Anderson. And it changed. What is that all about? So I've been doing athlete, uh, coaching athletes on the business side of things for a long time. And C.J. was one of my younger uh, followers. And G Gary Vee and I and him have done a lot of stuff together. Wait a second. But this is before C.J. Anderson became a Ram. Correct. Yeah. So he got cut uh, from the Panthers. And we had some conversations picked up by the Raiders. And when he got released, the first place he came, talking about a compliment, was to my house. Said, I got to fly down to see you before I go. I want to figure out entrepreneurially what to do until next season when I'm going to play. And I think I was a catalyst because I gave him a different idea of things. I said, hold on a second. You got plenty of time to be a businessman, but there's three teams out there that could use you. And all are really good right now. The Rams, the Chargers, and the Chiefs. They're missing their running backs. Have you literally put your focus and attention on what you want, not what you don't want? And so many people make these mistakes. They start already making excuses and putting their faith in what they don't want. Instead of, you know, you have this great business that I invested in, cited. And we were just talking that, you know, some people are so surprised a year later, they're like, oh my God, Scott, Scott you did it. No, I put faith in what I wanted. I knew you would do it. And it's an extraordinary thing, cited, that people can now participate in the debate. So Dave Meltzer is here on Radio Row on Scott and BR. Here, here's the thing. This is so interesting to me because I said to you, you gave me two things that have been life-changing for me. The, the one is, and I mentioned this to get started, to me, um, telling the truth and being as honest and as open as possible helps you get from A to B as fast as possible. So, so the, the not lying and not trying to weave a story, it just, it, it just takes too long. The truth vibrates the fastest. I, I've always loved that, Dave. I did not realize because I just recently saw these videos of you on Instagram, of you and CJ Anderson, I didn't know of the background of the relationship. What an interesting story, though, that a guy who's cut by the Panthers, cut by the Raiders, finds himself with the Rams with only two weeks to go in the season. By the way, he's fat. And I don't mean to say that like isn't to hurt his feelings. He's yeah. been talking about it. Right. He's been saying, yeah, I'm carrying all this weight because my wife is pregnant. For him to get cut and assume that he's going back to Texas until next year where his home is, to call you and come visit with you and say, let's talk business, not football. First of all, that's fascinating. But for you to say to him, no, let's talk football, not business, because that is your business now. Right. That's great advice for a guy like that. And now he's in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and he performed, right? He told me that people don't know how good I am. What He had a th over 1,000 yards the previous season. 2017 in Denver, he had over 1,000 yards. Yeah, he has been to two Super Bowls. He, he said to me, Dave, they don't know how good. I might be a little bit heavy, but that's not going to stop me. And what was great, not only physically was he ready, but very few people in the league could learn McVay's playbook in three days and then run 167 yards. He didn't miss a play. Like, he knew the counts, he knew the formations. That's not easy to do, Scott. We're pretty academic guys. And I looked at that playbook, and I'm like, how do you learn that thing? It's amazing. Dave Meltzer on Scott and BR on the Mighty 1090. Dave's book, Open to Goodness. I hope I'm getting Connected the title. Connected to Goodness, Connected yeah. To Please pardon me. I don't That's have it okay. in front of me. <laughs> and I haven't read it in a couple of years. But it is on my bookshelf in my office. And it, I also told you that there, was, there were things in that book that I found so fascinating about your story of making money and losing money and having to remake money and keeping your family together. People have always asked me, hey, what's that book? What's that book? So Connected to Goodness. You know, the second thing I always like to tell you, because I like to pass it on to people, that I say you gave me, particularly last year. It's one of the first pieces of advice you gave me, and it actually kind of hurt when you said it, but it was important to hear. You said, you know what your problem is? I said, or something along yeah. these lines. I said, tell me, Dave. You said, you're not open to receiving. Right. 
I didn't really, really, really understand that, especially when you were saying it. But um, I kind of have figured out now a few years later that I was very much a caregiver. So I was always the giver and I wasn't really open to receiving. By the way, I'm open like a mother right now. Nice. <laughs> so am I. And I think that stems from you've learned the passion connected to the purpose of why we receive. When you figure out what you're going to do with what you receive, that fulfillment again. And as athletes, you know, it, it's interesting. We know why we're doing stuff. And on the field, we're, we want to receive all the accolades. We, but we get off the field and all of a sudden we're responsible for everyone. We have to be a pleaser, give to everyone. And we don't understand that the more I receive, the more I can give. And I call it appreciation. If you understand that everything in life comes through you, meaning I want to attract as much as I can, add value to it, appreciate it, and give it to other people, that's where the essence of life exists, fulfillment exists. And the cool thing is the universe gives you more. Like people ask me all the time, Dude, you, you raise money for two community centers in Africa. You raise money for, for the Crescent Moon Foundation scholarship to Patrick Henry, my local school. You give so much money and get you have four kids and a wife and all. How do you have anything left? I have more than I've ever had. It just keeps coming through me and I am confident that it will keep coming through me if I provide value or be of service to others and open myself up to receive. Yeah, you see, I love that because um, it's like, okay, if somebody said, hey, I would like to have $10 million, okay? Wouldn't we all love to have $10 million, right? Like right now? Okay, what are you gonna do with that $10 million, you know? And if your answer is, I'm gonna take it, I'm gonna put it in a vault somewhere and I'm gonna spend money the rest of my life and that's, what I, that's how I'm gonna take care of my family and that's, that's what I'm gonna do. Okay, but if you, somebody said to me, here's $10 million, what do you wanna do with it? I've got a lot of things that I would like to do with that $10 million. Yes, some of it would be with my family and taking care of my family. But there's a whole bunch of other things I'd like to do in life. And it doesn't mean extravagance or private jets. I'm talking about things I'd like to do, things I'd like to give, things I'd like to contribute to, things I'd like to help grow, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I feel like that's sort of that open to receive thing. I wasn't always sure what I was planning to do if and when I received. So <laughs> what, what, what is this right now? Am I on a couch right now? Right, 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 what is right. going on here? I'm gonna, give, I'm gonna give you the next the next lesson of Dave Meltzer since we had one and two. The, the third lesson now is that we want to be able to uh, literally add value and be of service, but also ask for help. So the next step in receivership is people like you that are so successful, it's how can I be of service, number one, which you're good at, but two, do you know anyone that can help me? Even with Cited, you know, this new venture, which I'm so excited about, we've had conversations and we're, we're going to take it to the next level. I'm waiting for you to say, Dave, do you know anyone that can help me? And I, you're one of my best friends. I really, I mean, we connected as soul brothers and I respect the heck out of you. But I, I, I sit there a lot of times now that I have this enlightenment going, when's he going to ask me for help? Because that's the biggest compliment Scott Kaplan can give me right now is to tell me, hey, man, I trust you that you know some people that can help me. You actually have expertise. You're raising my value by telling me, Dave, do you know anyone that can help me, which is self-included. It's the best way to ask someone personally for help is to say, do you know anyone that can help me? And so get that into your vocabulary, especially as you move forward with this business venture. Keep asking people, hey, do you know anyone that can help me? All right. All right. <laughs> that, that, now, now you get off the couch. Now that's pretty funny because that's another one that probably is a little difficult for me sometimes. When I have to ask for help, um, not a favor. I don't mean like right. ask for a favor. No, I mean, no, no. I'm, I'm saying ask for help. 
That's 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 kind of a hard one. Um, Ego's in the way. I gotta get I gotta get out of that. You know what I mean? Screw it. Help me. You're helping them. By Somebody asking. help me. Thank you. So hey, will you help me, <laughs> Alex? You help will, him. Alex. I would need a little help here. You're the man. That's awesome. You are the man. I always like to get you on the radio, especially on Radio Row, because I know how many friends you have in San Diego, Orange County, L.A. I can't believe this C.J. Anderson story you're telling. It's, it's ridiculous. Awesome. Yeah. You see this kid I, I, at all this week? You going to yeah. do any videos with him? We had him? dinner last night. Oh, yeah. um, we're going to do some more videos. His family, I'm helping him uh, by helping us. You know, there's a few parties I can get into yeah. and give him. A, this is not my first rodeo, so I want to give the family the right experience totally. while they're here. Um and I also got to meet with Dickerson this morning. Talk Eric about Dickerson? Yeah. great, great guy. Mm-hmm. You know, being kind to your future self. Here's a guy that we've worked back and forth to get on the podcast, The Playbook. And he makes himself available 930 in the morning at his friend's house, drive out there and give just drops bombs of wisdom uh, that came from years of experience. You know, the Fisher thing was interesting. And what Fisher thing? With Coach Fisher. Uh-huh. Kind of got ostracized by Coach Fisher with the Rams when he first started. Oh, oh right? when, when Jeff Dick- Fisher yeah, did Jeff not Fisher really started. welcome back Eric, Eric Dickerson. Dickerson, yeah. Well, he said he did not know how much power and, and influence he had because all he did was always be gracious to the fans, take pictures, sign autograph, and there was an uprising. Don't mess with Dickerson. And it was part of the right. movement yeah. to bring in McVeigh yeah. and change all these little catalysts yeah. of people that we have influence in co-mentoring and mentoring with that somehow everything turns out the way they want. Chinese farmer to me, buddy. <laughs> you know, I always tell people, you know, you, you watch that video on, on YouTube, the Chinese farmer. And have you ever seen this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course, you've seen it. But if anybody hasn't seen it, I mean, that's just it. You, you, you think what you know is, is this is what it's going to work out and this is going to be perfect. And then. It actually works out way better. Yeah, and that's my assumption, right? And life's made on not the decisions you made. It's the assumptions that you've made to make the decisions. That's how I lost everything, Scott. I made one simple assumption that the bank would always lend me against equity I had, a secured loan. I never realized the bank may want my properties more or need my properties more than I did. And without being able to borrow against my properties, I was in deep doo-doo. So it's not the decision I made. It was the assumption that I made to make the decision. So I tell people all the time, look deeper, be more interested than interesting. Look at the assumptions you're making even more than the decision you're about to make. Always great advice. We're going to do this again? I would love to. Okay, Dave Meltzer, so good to be with you. You're the man. No, you are the man. (laughs) Thank you. Hey, what's up? Hey, real quick. I got to hustle, but real quick. (laughs) Thursday night. Aren't we supposed to go somewhere? I'm supposed to finally meet this Gary V, yeah. whose videos I watch and who guy pumps content all day it's long. Fr- Friday night's the party. Oh, it Th- is. Thursday night we're on stage together. Okay. Thursday till like three o'clock. You might be on Radio Row, but okay. Friday's the party, and I've already told him about you. Okay. All right. Well, I look You've forward to this. Him. I'm going to. He's my mentor. I can't wait to meet this Entrepreneurial guy. Entrepreneurial genius. Love this guy. I mean, I love all the content he produces. Yeah. Dave Meltzer, connected to goodness. I feel connected to goodness. <laughs> You're the man. Seriously, thank you, thank so you much. man. Appreciate you, Talk brother. You know, I really love Dave Meltzer. He's such an interesting character. His book, Connected to Goodness, he, he corrected me because I didn't have the title off the top of my head, is worth the read. I've mentioned it on the air many times, and people always say to me, hey, what's the name of that book? He's a San Diego guy. He's, um, he, he comes from a very similar background. It's interesting to have seen that he was so successful early, kind of lost it all, battled his way back, has turned himself into this media personality. And at the Super Bowl week, I we never connected, but he was running around with Gary Vaynerchuk. And people know him as Gary V. 
And Dave has worked his way into that stratosphere of media personality. So if you're not following Dave Meltzer at Dave Meltzer on Instagram, and you can see what I'm talking about. So, okay, that's, that's piece number one for this week's solo podcast. I don't want to, I don't want to belabor the point here. I want to get on to the next thing because here's an interview that we did from Radio Row in Atlanta with a guy named Steven Espinoza. And you might not know the name. I, I didn't know the name, but when they told me the story, I said, yes, I want to talk to this guy. Steven Espinoza runs Showtime Sports. So for me, when I'm when I'm in on Radio Row and they tell me I can talk to an executive of that level, hell yeah, man, bring him over. The story is fascinating. How does a guy become the president of Showtime Sports? Especially, as you'll hear, like so many of us in business, flying by the seat of his pants and making it up as he goes. So I don't want to go too much further because I want you to hear this. Again, this was recorded for the possibility of going on radio. I was intending the entire time to put it into podcast, but I reintroduce and reset along the way so that the radio audience, had it made it onto the air, would know who I'm talking to. This is Steven Espinoza. He's the president of Showtime Sports. And what a great conversation we had on Radio Row in Atlanta. We are on Radio Row. It's Scott Bjorn, the Mighty 1090. We are being brought to you by the Total T Clinic. Get your testosterone levels checked for free. Do you know your testosterone levels? I, I, I don't. That was actually intriguing. I'm like, where do I sign up? Dude, I will tell you more about this in one second. TotalTclinic.com. You could do that. <laughs> um, or I want to tell you about my other sponsor, and that is Corky's Pest Control. 1-800-901-1102. That was fast. 1-800-901-1102. You have ants? Not yet, but look, I, you never know what the future brings, right? Where, where do you live? Uh, I live in New York City. Okay. Rats? Uh, rats uh, are everywhere in okay. New York. Are you kidding? See? So Corky's Pest Control. There we go. He'll kill them. All right. He'll freaking this kill is, these those rats. Those are big rats. These yeah. are like armadillo-sized rats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Steven Espinosa, the president of Showtime Sports. What a pleasure to meet you, sir. Yeah, great to be back on. Yeah. And so, I'm, a, I'm a former Southern California guy, so uh, I know I've spent many an afternoon stuck in traffic listening to you guys. Thank in, you. Where did you, you know, live? Uh, I went to law school at UCLA. It was uh-huh. uh, a lawyer in L.A. for about 15 years yeah. until 2011 when I moved to New York for this job. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. How do you become the president of Showtime Sports? It, it, completely randomly. Do? Completely randomly. Uh, I was an entertainment attorney, meaning actors, writers, directors mm-hmm. you know, in Hollywood. And I had a niche of a handful of sports clients. Um, Michael Strahan, post-football, uh, I represented. But more relevantly... I was the attorney for both Mike Tyson and Oscar De La Hoya for about you know, 10, 12 years. What kind, of, it, what kind of law work were you doing for those kinds of guys? That It was, it was, it not, was not criminal, uh, <laughs> not criminal <laughs> yeah. uh, but basically everything else, whether it was endorsements, their boxing deals, movie deals, what if know, they, TV what, appearances. What, but what if a client like that, seriously, does have trouble, as both of those guys had, do they call you? Like, are you they, the guy they, they call? Yes. And you're like the, the general practitioner doctor, right. and now you got to call in a specialist? It's sort of like <laughs> when you know, most clients don't really sort of distinguish between types of lawyers. So mm-hmm. when you're their lawyer, you look, I got a problem, I call my lawyer. If he needs to bring in a specialist, he'll bring in a specialist. So one of, one of the first things I, I did for Mike. Um, this is Tyson. Was, yes. When is he, this? He, this is 2000, 2001. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had just started working together. He called me one Saturday night. Um, at home, I don't know, 10, 11 p.m., and said, uh, I said, hey, Mike, what, what's going on? And he said, well, having a little problem at the house with, uh, with a little party, that I'm, and I, I, I thought I'd call you and ask for your advice. I said, great, I'm glad you did, happy to talk. I said, what happened? 
said, my tiger scratched somebody. <laughs> he said, and it's pretty bad. He's bleeding all over the place. He's going to leave, but, you know, I, I don't want him to sue me. Um, I want to see if I can get him to sign something, like give him some money. I said, okay. He's like, can you? So literally at this point, you know, I go onto the computer, I, you know, type something up really quick, uh, fax it to him at that point. And I said, you know, don't, if you're going to give him money, give him money and have him sign this. Don't give him money and not get a signature. So he called me back. He's like, yeah, I got him to sign. He's off at the hospital getting stitches and no lawsuit. So the first transaction that we handled together was a success. The, <laughs> the, the tiger scra- scratching somebody at a party. How much money does somebody give? It, 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 was, I, it was either forty dollars or $50,000. Oh, my is, God. Yeah. Okay, wait. Cash on the spot? Cash on the spot. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, cash on the spot. You're so kidding you're, let's me. Say, you're going to a, you, you, you say, oh, going out for a funny evening, going to a party at Mike Tyson's house. All of a sudden, you got a gash on your arm from the tiger. Now, you know, what you did to provoke the tiger to scratch you, we, yeah. we, won't, we won't go there. But you got scratched and you walked home with $50,000 and some stitches. Wow. So Mike, Mike has 50 grand in his safe in the house somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. And if sometime, for some reason, a block of cash is needed on the spot. You never know. Tyson like, has You it. never know. Yeah. Uh, you know. You and know. then fast forward to Floyd, you know. Floyd walks around with, you know, 20 times that in a backpack just for, you know, immediate needs. You know, loose, loose change, you know, a pocket change. Amazing. So Stephen Espinosa is now the president of Showtime Sports, and I asked the question, how did that happen? And you said oh. randomly. Oh, okay. and, and you said because you were Tyson and Oscar De La Hoya's attorney. Then you told this phenomenal story. And then I got brilliantly. Right. Okay, so, so then just by being their attorney, how does that turn into becoming a network executive? Well, it, it's, it's, uh, it's a good question. And uh, I'm not sure I know exactly. They, they came to me. And if you look at this job, boxing is a, about half of it. Um, and we do a lot of other sports programming as well. Um, but boxing is a big part of it. So if they're looking for a candidate for this job, and one, one qualification they need is the ability to function within boxing and know your way. And they also need someone who's a normal human being who can function within a corporate environment. Those two things don't come together very often. So <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. there's a guy in boxing. Yeah. He's not the normal guy no, who can, he's not who a can guy operate in a corporate court, environment. Right. Right. Okay, so I'm, I'm not sure that, that the pool of available candidates was all that big. <laughs> I think it was pretty much me. And I met with them, and they offered me the job. And I, I think my initial reaction was, you guys do realize I've never worked at a TV network before. You know, I've never made programming decisions. I've never greenlit anything. I've never, I certainly know the TV business and I know my way around boxing. And to, they said, well, to borrow a sports analogy, you know, there's, there's no one really ideally qualified for this job, but we think you're the best available athlete, and you'll figure it out. And, I, you know, I think for the most part, there have been some bumps along the way, but I think I've figured it out. Wow, this is really cool. What are, yeah, what are, it, was a, it was a lot of fun, and then we segue right into the Mayweather fights and Mayweather-Pacquiao and Mayweather-McGregor, and yeah. the rest is history. Yeah, so... Steven Espinosa is the president of Showtime Sports, visiting with us on Radio Row here in Atlanta on Scott BR. So this is this is really an interesting story because now you talk about things taking twists and turns. End of last year, HBO wraps up 45 years of boxing. Mm-hmm. Jim Lampley's been a long time close friend and mentor, and I don't mean mentor Another like Southern, in, yeah, Southern California guy. Yeah, but yeah. I don't mean like like yeah, I followed his career and I want to, mm-hmm. not like that. I mean like close, personal, deep mm-hmm. stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. 
So I called Jim last year because he had that tearful goodbye. Right. And by the way, you can't hang out with him without him crying. Okay. He <laughs> cries right. all the damn time. He is very he's okay? emotional. It's yes. like, Jim, how are you? He starts whimpering. Right. I love the man. Mm-hmm. I love this man. So I said to him, can I come do a podcast with you mm-hmm. to talk about this? So he said, yeah. So I, I brought over the same setup that you and I are using. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, let's, let's sit down and talk about this. So we sit in his house and we, we start talking. And he's explaining to people who don't understand how it is that HBO, who has been the, the leader in boxing, could shut down its operations after all these years. Now, of course, he brings up the irony that my final podcast of 18 was podcast 45. Mm-hmm. And it was 45 years of boxing mm-hmm. that they had just wrapped up. But HBO, your biggest rival, Coke and Pepsi, right. are HBO and Showtime. Mm-hmm. Your biggest rival, you didn't just you didn't knock them out. They left the game. What is that like now for you in your position? You know, what does it, that do it, for you? It, it, it never was a goal. Um, but, you know, look, it, um, and I, you, you never want to take pride or, or take glee in, you know, what was ultimately a lot of people losing their jobs because mm-hmm. there's very talented people who are working in boxing who lost their jobs. So it's hard to say it, it, it's satisfying at a certain level. You know, you're competitive and, and we want to be successful. We want to take over the leadership position. And, and I think that's that's what we wanted. We wanted to establish ourselves as a market leader. We certainly didn't want to put anybody out in business. Um, they've been good for the sport. Um, but, you know, the sport continues to develop. I mean, HBO goes out. ESPN comes back in in a major way. Fox Network comes in in a major way. Um, look, Jim lands on his feet. He's still doing for HBO. He's still doing some things. And, uh, you know, one of the most accomplished, you know, and best all-purpose announcers that we've seen in my lifetime. Jim Lampley? Yes, absolutely. 100%. Um, and one of the smartest guys I've ever, right. ever spoken to. Right. Um, and a, and you mean real, listened to? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he is, a, uh, he is a, a, a true boxing fan. You know, we've crossed paths more than a couple times, and, uh, and I really respect what, what he's done. Well, I don't like to see anybody ever lose their job, but let me tell you something. If ever there was an opportunity for Showtime to secure what is known as the voice of boxing, yes. Jim Lampley is all of a sudden a very attractive free agent to a gentleman like Stephen Espinosa, and I have to put words in your mouth, Mr. President. No, ab- absolutely. You know, and I, I think HBO is going to keep their uh, claws onto him for as long as possible. But he he would be a, a great get for any network, including ours. So we wind up talking about boxing just because we talked a little bit about business. I'm just curious. Another thing, you know, now that Showtime is part of the CBS greater mm-hmm. family, inside the NFL. Mm-hmm. which is a show, I don't know how old you are, I'm 48, I, I grew up on Inside the NFL. Same age. The old school dude. Yep. You know, the Nick Bonacani, the right. Lenny Dawson, that mm-hmm. whole thing. And and now that show is on Showtime. So mm-hmm. f- something that to me is such a legendary heritage kind of piece of NFL programming, mm-hmm. you guys have that property. And it's, um, it is a flagship. It's a flagship for the NFL. It's a flagship for football fans. And it's one of those things, you know, the last thing I want to do is screw it up. I mean, it's <laughs> right. what, what, what Steve Sable um, was able to, to do with NFL films, it, mm-hmm. it's legendary. Yep. It, it literally, there are very few things that truly change an industry. What NFL films did with the way they covered and filmed NFL games and what they, the philosophy, it, it changed the way all sports are covered. And if you think about it, you know, they were miking players and coaches 
in the 60s. You know, you've got Hank Stram and Vince Lombardi. The only reason we have footage there, you know, some of those really, you know, famous Hank Stram moments, like what the hell is going on down mm-hmm. out there? Yeah. It's because he was Mike mm-hmm. in 1966. So you talk about being ahead of their time and, and unique. You know, it's it's something that we're very cautious about. We like to keep the commentators fresh, but there's a standard of quality that we know history demands when you've got a show that's been on the air that long. Yeah, it's it's. I still love it. Mm-hmm. I still I still love that show, and and it's one of the few things I'll tell you honestly, Stephen, that that I watch on television. Right. You know, like like most everything else, I st- I don't even know why I still have Directv mm-hmm. because I watch stuff that I'm streaming. Right. Right. And that's, you know, and ultimately I think that's where we're, we're all going. And that's one of the challenges for all of us in the media space is there is so much access to whatever you want. You want cricket, you want, you know, you want European collegiate wrestling, like whatever it is, you can get it. Which means if you're trying to get someone's attention, you've got to work 10 times as hard. And you have to have high quality, unique, memorable programming or... It's just going to fall by the wayside, you know. You sound like a guy who is a real network executive. Look what they've done <laughs> to funny. you. It's funny. Look, 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 look what's happened to you. Indoctrination oh my God, you were, you were like a hot stuff lawyer at UCLA. You know, and now all of a sudden you're like a Mr. Corporate Man. I, you know what I said? I said to uh, our CEO when he made the offer, he said, I, right before I signed, we were done. I said, look, this... Uh, so this job comes with green light authority, you know, depending on the month, sometimes it's up to 20% of, of the Showtime original schedule, you know, is under my green light authority. He said, yes, that's correct. I said, you do realize I've never worked at a network before, like not in, as a PA. Just to not be clear, as a, like, just want you to know. I just want you to know. Right, just understand this. Yes, we're, exactly. We're all on the same yeah. page here. Yeah. So when I screw up. That, well, you know, it's, it's funny. So then about fast forward 18 months <laughs> and I go back into him. Who's the CEO at the time? Uh, it, was, it was Moonves. Okay, it was Les uh-huh, Moonves. Uh-huh. And I went into him and, with this, and met with him in the CFO and I was pitching a $300 million deal for Floyd Mayweather. I said, we have an opportunity to send a message that we're here to be competitive at the top level in boxing. And I believe Floyd Mayweather will move you know, from HBO to us. It went through it all. And then he, we got to the end and he says, so uh, you think this is the right decision? I said, absolutely. Um, and he says, and think it'll work out financially? I said, yes. He's like, okay, well, look, we're going to let you do the deal. And, but two things. Number one. If it's successful, you'll get credit. No one else is going to take it. I will make sure. I'm not going to take credit. Sean McManus isn't going to take credit. This is your baby. If it's not successful, it's on you. Which is all you want from a boss is like the freedom you know, to succeed or fail on your own and to get credit for your successes and to take the blame for your failures. And, you know... There's been a lot of stuff with Moonves and uh, you know a lot of indefensible stuff, but from you know that little that little picture, that's all you can ask for in a boss. You know, in terms of giving you the latitude to do what you want to do. Stephen Espinoza is the president of Showtime Sports. By the way, you say inexcusable stuff with Les Moonves. Let me tell you what I say. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I really don't know. I know that right now in the world there's a giant witch hunt for old white guys in America. It's just not the most popular thing to be anymore, you know, and and I've known Les Moonves for a very long time and everything I've ever experienced with Les Moonves 
has been outstanding, my opinion. The reason a guy like Les Moonves, take all the other stuff away for a moment, the reason a guy like Les Moonves, in my experience, says to you, do the deal, you take the blame, you take the credit, is because when Les Moonves was sitting in a conference room with network executives, when he was nothing other than a bit player on the $6 million man, he's looking down at the end of the table and he's going, these guys are schmucks, okay? I'm way smarter than these guys. Mm -hmm. And I'm nothing other than a guest star of Lee Majors on the $6 million man. So when a guy decides to leave bit part acting and winds up finding himself as a network executive like Les Moonves did, he's got balls and he takes chances on guys. And I know that in my experience, and I don't care what anybody says about the guy, I, my experiences have all been phenomenally positive. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, there, there's not a lot of executives that would have taken a chance on me about hiring me was a risk, and so I'll be indebted to him for that forever. Steven Espinosa, it is a pleasure to meet you. You know, they bring people around Radio Row and they ask me all the time, you want to talk to this guy? Do you want to talk? I go, First of all, I'm interested in everybody. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Number two, they say, hey, well, this guy is the president of Showtime Sports. They go, what are you going to talk to him about? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm going to find a whole bunch of stuff to talk to him about. It's nice to meet you. No, ab absolutely. I enjoyed it. And you're, uh, you're obviously very good at, at sitting down and, you know, sort of figuring out the, uh, <laughs> figuring out the angle. And I, I enjoyed the conversation. Yeah, me too, man. Thank okay. you very much. I'm Okay, that does it for this week's edition of the Scott Kaplan Solo Podcast. Thanks to Dave Meltzer. Thanks to Steven Espinoza. Thanks to my man, Grande Alejandro Padilla, who puts all of this together. And to Ali Rat, who was there working with us so hard down on Radio Row. I'll leave you with some ask, because I'm going to do what Dave Meltzer said. Dave Meltzer said, ask for help. I'm asking for help. Here goes. I want everybody who listens, especially if you've gotten to this point of the podcast, if you haven't already, I want you to go to Cited, S-I-D-E-D, Cited.co. I want you to sign up for an account. I want you to get involved. You're going to watch as things are developing, especially over the next few weeks, because I'm now in a, a position where I must raise these numbers to impress these investors. So I'm saying, hey, let's use this. Let's use this platform of podcasting and get those numbers up. So there's a lot of interesting content from lots of radio personalities from around the country, and you should definitely get in and get involved. Okay. Thanks to Steven Espinoza. Thanks to Dave Meltzer. Thanks to my crew for putting it all together. And I hope you enjoyed what was on the cutting room floor from the Super Bowl, which was brought to you for this week's solo podcast. Until next week.